This is Tiella Grimes, the Inner Uplifter, and thank you for tuning into my podcast, Navigating the Hand-Me-Downs of Reality, where I share commentary, reflections, and my perspective on how we make sense of ourselves in the world around us. On this episode, I'm looking at why I model a role that suits my spirit versus when I get called a role model, I'm quick to kind of like address that. Like, I appreciate where you're coming from and I am not a role model. And part of that, the part of all of that is for me is modeling a role that suits your spirit comes from an internal place. And for me on my journey, spiritual journey, it's important that I am defining myself for myself and being mindful of the external voices and messages from other people that I get in which I get, oh, you're such a great role model. And I'm like, sorry, I am not a role model. What you're seeing is me modeling the role that suits my spirit. And so with that, it also allows me to to breathe and let me know like, yo, I could I make the human side makes mistakes. So in our society, in our world where we're conditioned, it's really easy to judge someone who falls off from the label that has been imposed upon them. Um, Shout out to those who consider themselves a role model. I'm not taking away from that. My thing is a language game and thinking about, okay, role model, what does that consist of? You know, what is the stereotypical cookie cookie box cutter version of being a role model? Oh, being good, being polite doing great things, giving back to others, always making sure you're kind of perfect, always taking, always taking into consideration what other people has to say about you, think about you and internalize it. So you can go back and make sure you improve yourself. See, for me, for me, for me, for me, role model is a pressure. It's a pressure as it's pressure points because it's rooted in external opinions, influences, messages, and expectations. That's a good one. It's rooted in external expectations. As soon as you do something that is not considered to be what a role model should be doing, you're automatically, it's like, well, you're out of, you're kicked out of the role model club. You're no longer a role model. We can't look to you. And it's like over one thing, people make mistakes, right? Um, And it depends on the level of mistake too, right? And how much a person taking accountability and responsibility for their actions for me is a definition of a role model. The next part to that is once you take accountability and responsibility for your actions, you personally work to change for yourself. It's not for, oh, because I did this and now I need to go and change because everybody's looking at me. You tune into yourself like, you know what? What I said, what I did, what my actions were, you know what? (laughs) That was inappropriate at the time. I can admit that. And I apologize. And here's what I plan on doing moving forward versus you do something wrong. And the first thing somebody needs it, you need to figure it out because what you should have done and what you need to do is and blah, 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 blah. And you got all these eyes looking on you. You don't need to do da da da. You need, you need, you need, you, 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 you. It's all about a whole bunch of directed use from another person who also makes mistakes, who also falls from grace of being a role model, who also struggles with keeping the perfected image up in front of folks. See, if I am modeling a role that suits my spirit, 
I don't have to worry about anything that's on the outside of me because what somebody sees, that's them making meaning of what they see for them. I don't have to internalize and readjust myself to make myself match up to the meaning that they are used to expecting. So for me, when I think about role modeling, there's this socialization and conditions that for me personally, why I created modeling a role that suits my spirit is me breaking past some of these socializations and conditions um, to who I should be, how I should think, how I should feel, how I should present myself. Um, a lot of pressure in my in my 20s. I mean, even since younger before that, you knowing in elementary school and middle school, you know, in in elementary school, so I talk too much, you know, I need to focus a little more. I'm always running my mouth. Right. In middle school, I had the same thing. Always running my mouth. You need to not do that. You need to not do this. Right. So those type of things I've, I've internalized. So I'm like always on myself. Like I don't really need no outside harsh critic because the way that I internalize things, I become my own self abuser. I abuse myself verbally, mentally, emotionally, and to the point where I have broken myself down so bad spiritually that it was just, it was me in my funk. There was nobody else. There was nobody else telling me that I had to be like this or I needed to do this or do that. It was me telling myself these things based on what I've heard on the external, based on parents, family, friends, teachers, you know, especially the adults in your life. When you're younger, you strive to please the adults in your life because kind of like that's what they told you you got to do. All you have to do is go to school and do as I say and do what I tell you to do. Those are some of the things I've heard, <laughs> you know, growing up and not even just with me, but even some of my friends, my peers, people around me thinking about what message did you hear? Oh, I heard the same thing. That's all I got. This is the only job I had when I was young was to go to school and obey the rules. Obey. Listen, whatever was, was told to me, I had to do it. And there, you know, I want to say, I don't want to take away and say there wasn't this freedom to be creative, but it wasn't a freedom to be creative. There wasn't a lot of space to ask questions. And, and that's not necessarily by asking a question of why I'm challenging by saying, like, I don't want to do it. Maybe I, I'm curious, like, why? Why do we have to, you know? And we don't get some of those questions answered based on the socialization or conditioning. And I think of some of these isms, um, adultism, where it's like, do as I say, not as I do. Just do as I say. Let's take the first part. Do as I say. There is no room for, can I, may I ask a question? <laughs> because can I ask a question? May I ask a question? No, just do as I told you to do and go take it behind over there and do what I said. So it's like, okay, all right. So these conditions, as I got older for myself, became like, I always felt like I have to run whatever it is I'm about to do by someone else. And it didn't matter if it was my, my mom, my stepfather, family, a teacher, a mentor, I'm always seeking this. It turns into seeking this validation for everything that I'm doing, because if you're not telling me what to do, then I'm, there's no, there was no, I think that's how rebel, rebellious teenagers get that term is because now it's like you all at a certain point wasn't able to 
do something. You had to do as you were told. So now that you're starting to experience some things, you're like, well, I want to try this or I want to do this. But no, because I know that, you know, it's not going to be accepted here. Someone over here is going to say something that's not going to fit the expectations of whoever it is in your life that is projecting an expectation onto you. This is going to be really crazy because what what this really roots to is, you know, for me in spirit and modeling a role that suits my spirit, it's about getting my energy from my energy, you know? And it's really like listening to my intuition and be like, yo, this, this is something I feel like strongly about. It's not in my head. It's not just like, oh, this is a thought. It's a thought in my head that I want to manifest. I want it to come out. But with all the other messages in my head, something's telling me like I shouldn't do this because I need to go and ask so-and-so and so-and-so and such-and-such and get clarity from so-and-so to make sure what I'm doing fits into the structure of what society has been telling me I needed to do in order for whatever I do to be accepted. So these contradictions that kind of you end up dealing with these back and forth. So be yourself versus, you know, and we're like, oh, just be yourself, you know, just be yourself. <laughs> but the condition and the socialization is like, now you need to put this mask on. And when we go over here, you can't be that way. And when you go over here, you need to act this way and don't act like this. And you better act like this. And if you act like this over here in front of this person, it's going to be a problem. Because if this person says something to me about what you're doing, I'm going to come to you. <laughs> like, Okay. And I I say that to speak from the kid experience, from being a kid and listening to the things that you're told and then how that impacts you. Those are seeds that are planted. Right. And so for me right now, even in my twenties, I realized the fruit that I was picking off of some of these, some of these branches and some of these bushes in my life and realized like, I do not like this fruit. Who put, who, where, who, where, where did this fruit come from? Right. Um, and also try not to get mad. Like I got to deal with all this nasty fruit now. Like I don't, well, I won't even say nasty fruit. I have to deal with some of this fruit that just tastes, got some bitterness, got some sourness and I don't really like the fruit, but somebody telling me I just need to deal with it because that's how it is. No, it's not. I'm about to uproot some of this stuff because I don't have to, I'm going to be real. I don't have to do anything. All the things I heard when I was younger, while well, I'm grown, when you get grown, and okay, cool, cool, cool. Check out my one woman show coming out in September. Well, I'm grown now, navigating and hear me down some reality because it's real. I'm grown now. And to be honest, there's some things that were told from some perspectives of adults that were just like, just because you're grown, I don't think that's the, the kind of message that you should be giving out because it's half-sided and you're not really, if you're not really willing to kind of like go deep with some things, just be very mindful on how you surface some things and just deliver out that message as if that's the message that, ha- that, 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 that's the message that has to just be and stay and everybody has to deal with it. Right. So instead of me repeating, and, and this connects to, so getting all that, all that conditioning and all that socialization, I went to grad school, designed my master's degree in media education, urban youth development, and went on and did some things afterwards. And it's it's real. For me in my late 20, like 29, 28, 29, I started just, I had to go to therapy. Let me call it what it is. I had to go to therapy because I got to a place in my life where 
I needed an outlet to kind of figure out why I was feeling the way that I was feeling and some of the things that were going on is like this transition that was happening from all the conditioning, right? To now at this place where, okay, now you got to tell yourself what to do. And it was like, hold up, wait, 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 wait. How do you jump from, you know, it's like not being left behind, but now it's time to race to the top. That's how I felt. It was like being a kid, being conditioned and now being an adult, Oh, you got to tell yourself what to do and you can't blame nobody for whatever, whatever, you know, has occurred and where you're at now. And I was like, huh? I had to work through that. There was a lot of resentment that was coming up, a lot of anger, a lot of frustration that was coming up. A lot of things that I thought that I swept under the rug. A lot of things I thought that wouldn't matter anymore. From things with relationship, broken relationship with my father, a broken relationship with my stepfather, um, really overstanding the loss of my uncle Thomas Grimes and that impact because he's my, I, I consider him, he's my father. Although he's my uncle, he's my father. I'm where I am today because of him and the time he took to invest in me and my creativity. I would not be a poet. I would not be a speaker. I would not be any of this creative expression, all the creative expressions that I use and do. I would not be doing any of this if it wasn't for my uncle. I love my mom. I love my great. I love everybody else, but I could see the fears and the worries. And there was something about my uncle who pushed past um, conditions, especially as a black gay male. Okay. That's a whole lens. I don't know nothing about, but the stories I've heard, there's some struggles to breaking past the socialization and the conditions of what others expect of you in order to be free, to be yourself and give yourself permission to do that, to go through the fire, you know, despite to go through the fire and rise like a, like a Phoenix at the end. Right. So a lot of that takes a lot of work. Um, it takes a lot of, you got to go through some struggles. So I found myself in my late twenties being like, you know what, <laughs> all this time, I, I, you know, up until that point, I've, I've been told, oh, you're such a good role model, you know, and then even some things I would do. Cause I, I swear, I, I admit, I use profanity. I do. I do. It's language. And I don't, I think context has a lot to do in which, in, in how you use certain words, right? Um, there's a lot of words we should not be using, but we use them and they ain't swears and that ain't profanity, but it's negative. It's rooted in negative energy. So you have, I'm all about the intention and the context in which you're using a swear. So sometimes it's like, yeah, things are just so messed up right around. And it's like, yeah, you can say that. And sometimes on them days, like, yo, things are just so fucked up right now. Like, how did we get here? There is not an energy with that that's rooted in me trying to be negative or disrespectful for somebody. But because I work with young people, I work with teenagers, it's always watch your language, you know, do this. You, It's like a mold to be a professional in front of young people who, for me, I was a young person. And this is something I will never, ever, ever, ever forget. I knew what real was when it got in front of me. I knew what putting on a show looked like when you got in front of me. So I've saw certain adults in my life when I was a teenager who would come and talk about certain things, but you can tell I'm like, yo, they're not interested or they're just like this. This is just their job. They're not even being real. They sound like they're reading off a paper. Did y'all study the words that you said? Are you speaking from the heart? Do you believe in what you're saying? So 
there's a difference between someone who comes in front of you who can manage that professional light, you know, and but also take accountability and responsibility. Yeah, I dropped a S bomb. I said shit. Yeah, I said it. And it's, it shouldn't be made such a big deal when for me personally, my background is in media communications, looking at the media, looking at the messages in this day and age with digital media and the access that young people have to multiple messages. I, I'm going to just call it what it is. I'll be damned. You tell me to watch my mouth when there's so many different things that they're exposed to and to kind of like treat it like, oh yeah, you shouldn't be listening to that stuff or you shouldn't be da 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 because it's giving you negative. Da-da-da. Don't, don't talk about it like that. Everybody has their choice. The most I could do is present myself transparently, real, raw, and to myself and owning up to it. I know when to do certain things. I know when not to do certain things. And I know some things are going to slip through the crack. That's the human side. Spiritually, I can go back, take accountability and responsibility and regroup and figure out how to do better moving forward. But not to shoot myself in the foot, think that I'm bad. I used to do that. I used to beat on myself because being told you're a role model, you need to do this, 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 and this, and this, and the third. When I had my moments, it felt like, I was so wrong. Like I did something so bad. Like it's like being a kid when you're a kid and you hear about church and things like that. And don't do that. And don't you lie. Are you going to go to hell? And it's like, oh shit. Oh my gosh. It just did something so bad. And part of that in being called a role model also impacted my art. So because I creatively expressed myself with some poetry and, and poetry and write and speaking, you know, I was crafting that in a way to be a role model, to make sure I'm saying the right things or saying things that are right for people to digest and hear it in a way that it's all good for them. And I'm, I lost myself. So 2019, here I am. The reason why this podcast exists, navigating the hand-me-downs of reality, is because I am going to speak to the importance of modeling a role that suits your spirit. And I'm going to show, here's, here's me. Here is Taylor Grimes, the inner uplifter, This is how I model a role that suits my spirit. You have to determine for yourself how to model your own role. You're going to have to dissect and and, and look through some of the messages that you digested and internalized. You're going to have to strip away some of those masks that you put on to make sure other people who are seeing you are okay. And sometimes on the internal piece, you were never okay. You were never okay. You wasn't all that okay showing up, being somebody who you were not because you were modeling modeling a role that serves others' opinions and expectations and comforts. I'm not down for modeling a role, being a role model that is feeding the complacency, feeding into the complacency of others and what they expect a role model to look like. It's okay for everybody to have their own definition. You can do what you want, but it is not okay for you to impose it upon me and then judge me so bad when I do not internalize what you expect me to, because I don't feel it's not. First of all, I don't feel my spirit doesn't resonate with what you're saying. If your spirit doesn't resonate with what someone is saying, then absolutely you should not be doing whatever it is that you're doing. So. Right now, what I'm going to do, I'm going to hit you with one of my favorite, 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 favorite writers, Don Miguel Ruiz, The Four of Grievance. 
All four is be impeccable with your word. Do not take anything personally. Do not make assumptions and always do your best. My favorite for this podcast is we're looking at, as I'm describing to you what it is, the model role that suits your spirit is not taking anything personally. And I think this piece is very important just because even the good that someone may say to you, you have to be mindful and just don't take it personally. I took so much of all the good that was said to me. I took it so personally that I started to strive to be all that I was being told because I, you know, I trusted the people, some mentors, teachers, family, you know, oh, you got so much potential. You should try this. You should do da, 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 da. And I did some of those things. Right. And I went through some things. And now as I'm in my thirties, for me, it's like, word. All right. I get it. Here's some of the things I want to give back and tell some people from before me and in under generations underneath me. And here's what I want to share with some of the folks in my life that has watched me from the time I was younger till now about here's how I had to navigate the hand-me-down reality, that hand-me-downs of reality that you told me. And here's the impact of some of those messages. And here's where I'm at now. And I'm good with it. I'm okay. I'm claiming it, right? In Don Miguel's The Four Agreements, he states, when you take things personally, then you feel offended and your reaction is to defend your beliefs and create conflicts. You make something big out of something so little because you have to, you have the need to be right and make everybody else feel wrong. So one of the things, and I say that to say, so when I get called a role model now, I have to be mindful of not even taking that personally, right? Where my defense would be like, look, oh my gosh, I am, look, I ain't a role model. Uh, I personally strongly dislike role model. And so I had to flip my energy in a different place, which is I am a, I model a role that suits my spirit. I model a role that suits my spirit. So I simply and politely and lovingly say, I thank you. But I model a role that suits my, and I model, because, you know, button in, and I model, I model a role that suits my spirit. So what you definitely are seeing is me from the core of me. So if that inspires, right, if I'm working with the young people I'm working with, or who, audience, whoever I'm with, if that inspires them to figure out how do I want to present myself to others, because I like that. I like, I want to be who I want to be to others that I will, I will be like, yes, I will, man. If I ignite that little spark, boom, I'm right on the money. I am right on the money because now I'm challenged, like I'm not even a challenge. The person is looking at themselves on how they want to be. It's not striving on an external basis. It's rooted in an internal, an internal power an internal peace, an internal perspective in how you want to present yourself and you defining yourself for yourself based on you and not what other people think. So all this to say, as you hear my papers in the back, <laughs> all of this to say and look at and, and, and tell you who is listening, please, please, please model a role that suits your spirit. You cannot be anybody else. You can't. You can't. No matter how much. And I love, oh my gosh, I have so many inspirations. And I call them inspirations because they model a role that suits their spirit. 
I love Jill Scott. I love Iyala Van Zant. Um, I love Lisa Nichols. There are so many queens that are out here and even, and even gentlemen, brothers who are out here modeling a role that suits their spirit. That inspires me because it, it helps me to know that I don't have to put myself in a box. I don't have to operate within a box. Um, stereotypes, role model has so many stereotypes attached to it. As soon as you see something that doesn't fit within that, you ready to kick me out. And honestly, I ain't, I wasn't, you know, I don't got no, I don't want to have to stress with the, oh, I got to act like I'm in this box and jump from one box to another. There are no boxes. It's a blank canvas. It's an open, beautiful green plant, field of plant, green plains of field, <laughs> all laid out for me to plant whatever it is that I want to plant according to my spirit. And for me, when I move by spirit, I know I'm operating at my highest self. I know I'm operating under love, compassion. So somebody don't have to, you got to worry about what other people are thinking. You got to think about the impact of how somebody going to look. I, first of all, one, if I'm coming from a place of love and I'm not coming from a place of evil, my intentions ain't rooted in getting you to do what I want you to do. My intentions is not to impose what I'm doing on anybody else. Then I already know nobody can tell me anything about what I am doing when I know I'm coming from the best, the highest and the most loving place from within me, within me, tuning in within me versus allowing others externally to decide for me how I should come up and how I should be to please others. And for me, a lot of some of the things I've heard is also these multiple perspectives of our identities, right? So it's multifaceted. It's my gender. What are the things that I've been told that I should do as a woman? You know, what are the expectations of me as a woman? My race, you know, being black here in America. What are the stereotypes? And then what are the things that I have to work so hard Yo, working against some of the stereotypes is hard. It's stressful and I don't want it. I'm not going to have heart disease because it's the other health side that people don't even talk about with black women. Number one cause of death and looking at high blood pressure, heart disease, stroking out, all because of all the pressures I have to take on because I have to be a strong black woman. Again, the, the labels. And that's supposed to be a role. That's our role model in the black community is the strong black woman. And as soon as you become the angry black woman, you're no longer a role model. All I'm saying is, and I can get deep with that, but we're going to say that for another one. All I'm saying is these are the multiple things. These are the things that I look at. These are the lenses that I look at have been operating under and need to kind of go back and do some work to think about like, okay, I heard all these different messages. Which ones do I accept? And here's the ones that I reject because that no longer serves me in my time, in my generation. And that's another thing. Each generation has something different. So what a role model looked like in the 50s and the 60s, there's some characteristics of that that exist today. And there's some things today that our generation need to do differently in order to set ourselves up and future generations up in a completely different way than those who came before us. So that's just what it is. That's the evolution of some things. And so I feel for you, it's important to do, self, to do some self-reflection, to really think about and, and get to the root of some of these messages 
that you have heard and how you have internalized that? What's the pressures that you have put on yourself and really evaluate whether or not you need to continue those pressures? Do you need to continue adhering to some of those things that you were told, right? Now that you have experience, and that's my next episode, is going over, you are the expert of your own experience, right? So you need to get to a point where you are telling yourself and trusting yourself in the in what you want to do and the seeds you want to plant and go and do it and trust and believe it's going to come through for you. Despite if somebody be like, I don't think that's a good eye. I don't, you know, just from my personal experience, I tried that. It didn't work. Just because somebody else tried something that didn't work doesn't mean it won't work for you, especially if you have a different way that you're going to approach it. And maybe your intentions are completely different. Right. So. Modeling a role that suits your spirit is centered around what you are for me, what you are called to do spiritually. And that takes work. I was planting seeds in my early 20s. I came the, the four agreements I read when I was 23 years old. And I laughed because I didn't realize looking at some of the notes that I took, I knew it, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense in theory. And I tap danced with the practice in it when I was walking along my path. So now that I'm fully immersed in walking on my path, it, 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 that's what it is. You want to model a role that suits your spirit and is centered around what do you feel you are being called to do? Two, a second thing with um, modeling a role that suits your spirit, make sure it's rooted in your inner power, not external expectations. It has to, you, and this takes work too. Some, yeah, I know some young people and I feed it in them. I feed it and I also let them know, you gonna, somebody going to try to kill this out of you, yo. That passion, passion. Being younger, having passion was a powerful thing. Oh my gosh, you are so passionate. We need you to come here, come here. Especially as a young person, be mindful of tokenization. Shout out to adults, love you. But that's that's what it is. This tokenization, we, there's all type of ways. It's not just young people who get tokenized. There's adults who get tokenized. There's elderly folks who get tokenized. So just want to check that for someone who got their purse, like the inside started rubbing. No, don't take it personally. Don Miguel Ruiz, do not take it personally. This is facts. This is true, right? The tokenization that happens with young voices and you're so passionate. Da, 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 da. And then I got older in my 20s, mid 20s. It was a job I applied for. Made it all the way through. All the interviewing steps you take, right? You go like three interviews nowadays for one job. And I was, I, I was informed I was too passionate to get the job. And when I looked at the job, I was like, it's working with young people that we're telling they are, they're, they're passionate. We're, we're sitting here providing the spaces to get their fires lit and so they can run with their passion. But hence, as an adult, I'm too passionate to work with other adults who are working with these young people. For me, that's rooted in the role model perspective. Me modeling a role that suits my spirit is too large for the role model capacity. See, role model is a box. It's a certain level of a box. So when you model a role that suits your spirit, that can't fit in no box. At the time, I was like, I took that personally, but I let it go. It took me a little minute, quick second to let it go, but I took that personally real hard. And now I look back at it and I go, I see why. 
Because when you do something that's according to your heart, your spirit, and not the world and the expectations and the socialization and the stereotypes that are is expected, the status quo of society. And one of my poems, Busting Out I'm Free, Slave No More, the status quo, peace, superficial. I guess I already affirmed it way, way, way long time ago that I will always model a role that suits my spirit instead of being a role model because that is me. It's rooted in me, myself, and I. And not in a selfish way, but in love, right? And last but not least, why I love modeling a role that suits my spirit is because I am finally, for me right now, finally I understand what it means to give yourself permission to show up as you are and not as someone else. So it's funny because I'm an introvert. People might think I'm an extrovert. What they don't know is what you see on the outside is, is that's me. That is me. Especially when I get into spaces where I got to speak or read poetry or do something creative. That is all me. Now, the part that ain't me is the hanging around for multiple more hours. I've already been on for a couple hours. <laughs> I need to go. Shout out to all my introverts out there who's like, yo, I do what I do on the stage. And then when I drop the mic, the mic's back on the stand and I walk off. It is time for me to go back and regroup my energy. That's how I do. I now know the importance of giving myself permission to do what I want to do. And part of that is learning and trusting myself and doing that work. I want to say we go to school, we learn how to do work for a certain period of time to achieve a certain award and that's it. Bam, it's done. And then you got to start over in the next place. You take what it is that you've done and go into a next place to kind of sell it to hope that next place then accepts you, look at your track record and be like, boom, you're here. I gotcha. Cool. I personally, while that, I mean, that's the way we have to learn, right? You can't, I guess you just can't cut that off. Once I've learned that and did all that, where I'm at now with the work I need to do for me is my work of knowing myself, knowing thyself, right? Giving myself permission to create whatever it is that I inspire to create trusting myself, believing in myself, knowing that I am doing it, that it is here right now. I have already called it into existence. These are things that being a role model, <laughs> you know, is very interesting who gets, who the label is coming from, right? Cause you could be creative. You could do what you want to do, everything that you want to do, but if they'll take pieces of it. Oh, that's a very good poem. Your book, this, this manuscript is great, but we need to take out these five pieces because these five pieces, you know, these five pieces, they'll justify it, right? There's a justification for why those five pieces can't, can't be. And for you, those five pieces might be the top five important pieces that you need to have them be a part of, right? And so how do we, how do you, Give yourself permission that is not tied to a box of a stereotype of a Rudy. Oh, this is how it is to be an adult. This is how it is. This is what you need to do when you're a woman. This is what you need to do when you're a man. This is what you need to do when you're an artist. This is what you do need to do when you're a musician. This is what you need to do when you're a politician. This is what you need to do when you're the president of the United States of America. 
okay? And we're seeing things are shifting. <laughs> People are modeling a role that suits their spirit. And that's also a thing that some people just be be mindful of. Everybody has a different way in which they want to present themselves. You need to be mindful of how you want to show up and then be careful of imposing how you are showing up on someone else. I work with young people. I love what I do. I don't want I do not want any young person to try to do what I am doing. No. Only I can do what I can do. I'm doing what I'm doing at the best of my ability. You have to do what you have to do to the best of yours to work where you are in the space you are in at the time you are in it. Because ah, you can only do what you can do as the expert of your experience. I'm not 18 and 20. 19. So I'm sorry. I can't really tell you. Like I can't even model that role because that's not me right now. Right. So I think just these real conversations need to be had. Do what you do. That's from a place of your heart and love. Um, not from what others are expecting of you. And yes, I'm saying it now. It takes work. So no, this is not something that you are going to wake up and do tomorrow. And if you do, shout out to you. Maybe you it, this, this is what you needed. This was what you needed to be like, boom, I was already on this. I was already thinking this. Let's get this together. Let's do this. And for someone else, like Don Miguel Ruiz, those were seeds that I planted a decade ago. It'll be a decade. And I'm just now starting to enjoy the fruits and pick out whatever thing, you know, the little thorns and all the little things and, and trim. And now I can enjoy the fruit um, in a way that it's from actually living and not no survive. I had to survive. And it was from living. I was, I lived, huh, I went through some experiences. I've outgrown them and here I am. And this is what I, I could share back and say to those in, in, in the younger generation and even get those who are wiser than I to, to think about some of the things that they've been through in their life. So please, please, please challenge the messages that you're hearing. Always consider the messenger before the message and understand that each and every one of us have received multiple messages about who we are, how we should be, how we should present ourselves. And many of those Actually, all of those have been rooted in someone else's perspective of how you should be. So the time is now. This is the time for you to decide who you want to be, how you want to show up, and how you can model a role that suits your spirit. Thank you for tuning in, joining me on the first episode, Modeling a Role That Suits Your Spirit. With your host, the one and only, the inner uplifter, Tiella Grimes, on navigating the hand-me-downs of reality. And I so, so, so hope that you will join me for the second episode that is coming out on Saturday, January 19th. Peace, love, and light, and love, Ashe.